Hello, my friends. This is Andy and Eddie coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. That was so intentional. You're still done up. No. <laughs> <laughs> we take a couple days off and look what happens. It all falls apart. Look at us. We are Eldo. We're Eldo parents. That's for sure. For those on the podcast, we're both wearing El Dorado cheer t-shirts. <laughs> uh, you can find all of our content, not only this podcast, but uh, Andy's Fearless Man podcast, my articles from the Christian Post. We were hitting hard on uh, the teacher unions. They are demonic. It's just a horrible cabal of evilness. And you could drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. We've uh, gotten some really cool comments about death experiences as a believer. Mm. People responded to our last devotional. It was awesome. And uh, if you'd like to partner with us, you can click the donate button and it would be a blessing uh, for us, for you to donate whatever comes to your heart. Absolutely. Oh, no, he grabbed it. <laughs> for those of you on the podcast, Andy has grabbed his talking points for Christians. Yes. But ironically, a lot of the questions have nothing to do with being a believer. So I don't know if there's some evangelical tool, but... oh. oh. <laughs> I stand corrected. Maybe the color coding means something. Yeah, well, they're just different kinds of questions. So maybe the blue or biblical. These are personal beliefs. Ah. The blue cards. So here's our question for today for our talking point cards. I want to give them a plug. We go, that's so cool. Yeah. Look at that. Our talking point cards. And for today, the question is, and you just write in the comment uh, what your answer to this question is. And it says, are there any biblical teachings which you think are old or outdated and can be ignored? <laughs> I don't like these questions, lovey. <laughs> they make no sense to me. That for sure makes no <laughs> right, sense let's, to me. Let's not, that one doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No. None. The answer is none. None. <laughs> All right, let me go to green. Let's see what green says. Greens are... The word around us. Okay. Oh, no, the world around us. Sorry, the world around us. It's very small print. Um, all right, this oh, question. Did we do that? It did. We did oh, my that. gosh. How weird. There's 2,000 cards, and he pulled up the same one. And there's really no chance of doing Can that. Can I do one? Yes, you do one. Maybe we'll have better luck. Okay. Maybe we'll get out of the satanic ones. <laughs> <gasps> oh, I like this one. Oh, look at you. Can you see God? Oh. There we go. Oh, and there's an answer to it? Yeah. <laughs> this is really weird. We're going we're gonna to go along with these cards for a little while. I'm Can you determined. see God? And I guess there's an answer. There's a, a correct answer. Okay. Anyway, we're reading. <laughs> Whose idea was this? Yours. <laughs> Always. <laughs> All right. We're reading from uh, Morning by Morning by Charles Spurgeon. The reference for October 6th is... John 4, 14, it says, whoever drinks the water I give him, <laughs> there's not even a comma there. I don't know why he hesitated. Let's try this again. Whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. John 4, 14. Charles says, a believer in Jesus finds enough in his Lord to satisfy him now and forevermore. A true believer is not someone whose days are tiresome for lack of comfort and whose nights seem extremely long due to the absence of heart-cheering thoughts. For in his faith, he finds such a spring of joy and such a fountain of comfort, comfort that he is content and happy. Place him in a dungeon and he will find fellowship. Place him in a barren wilderness and he will eat the bread of heaven. Or drive him away from every earthly friendship and he will meet the friend who sticks closer than a brother. Wither all his vines, and he will find shade beneath the rock of ages. Or sap the source of his earthly hopes, <clears throat> and his heart will remain fixed, trusting in his Lord. The human heart is as insatiable as the grave until Jesus enters it. But then it becomes a cup full to overflowing. There is such fullness in Christ that he alone is the believer's all in all. A true saint is so completely satisfied with the all-sufficient of Jesus, sufficiency of Jesus that he thirsts no more, except for a deeper drink from the living fountain. 
In that same sweet way, dear believer, you will thirst, yet it will not be a painful thirst, but one of loving desire. And you will find it to be a glorious thing to be panting over a fuller enjoyment of Jesus' love. Someone long ago said, I have been sinking my bucket into the well quite often, but now my thirst for Jesus has become so insatiable that I long to put that well itself to my lips and continually drink. Believer, does this describe the longing of your heart today? Do you feel that all your desires are satisfied in Jesus and that you have no more needs except your longing to know more of him and to have a closer fellowship with him? If so, then continually come and drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. Jesus will never accuse you of taking too much, but will always welcome you saying, drink your fill, O lovers. That would be us. No. <laughs> Oh, lovers. Oh, lovers. Um, just really quick, I don't have a whole lot to say right now. It may come when you have a little bit more to so say. So many here. random thoughts in my head. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but I do, uh, I do understand this devotional and probably would not have understood it if I would have read it before three or four years ago. Because before, my, I, 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 was, I, I, I would go to church on Sunday and I, there was little desire to get into the word. That sounds really bad saying today. <gasps> I know. It was like, well, I, I was like, okay, I did my Sunday. Now I'm good. Check. Check. <laughs> or then I would go to, you know, a men's Bible study on Friday. But was I going there to get filled with the word or just to hang out with a bunch of dudes and get out of the house? You know, or the barbecue. Was it for me or was it for God? And so now, though, um, each day from, uh, and I, I, I have the date. I wrote the date down, actually. But each day since my uh, experience Jesus. in Utah, <laughs> every day has been a more of a, of a thirst, a good thirst Amen. To, to learn more, to experience more, to talk to people more about God. And so this makes total sense. I understand that. I love that. So that's, that's what it, it, it just confirmed what I'm feeling and, and explained why I'm feeling that way. That's beautiful. Thank God. <laughs> Thank Jesus. It's a God, same thing. He's the man God. Okay, so what do I got for you? I have a couple of things. One, uh, my dear Bible study uh, sister, Kathy, who will be listening to this at a later time, uh, knows that today, okay, so there's a theme of water. Uh, Jim Ryman, who does a commentary after, will will read, talks about the importance of water and how there's a reference throughout the Bible because it was important to the Israelites' water. And so there's a reference to Jesus being the water, the, the, the water of life. So we're in Zechariah in our Bible study. And I don't know if the ladies get tired of me saying this in one, one form or another, but for me, just reading not only this scripture, but we go through Precept, the uh, Bible study by K.R. author. Brilliant, brilliant Bible study. What she does is she pulls all the scripture, Old Testament and New Testament, that feed into the chapter we're studying. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, it brings the veracity, the authenticity of the Bible to life. I'll give you an example. We are in Zechariah 3. And at the end, when the Lord, this is a, it's prophetic, it has not come true. It talks about the Jews being gathered back in Israel. They'll live in peace and security. He will be their God. It foreshadows the arrival of Christ, the branch. I will send my branch to rule over them. And their sin, their iniquity will be removed in one day. And they will gather with their brothers and their neighbors under the fig and vine trees. She references Micah 4, mm -hmm. which is 500 years, 300 years before Zechariah. And it uses the exact same terminology to describe the millennial kingdom. These two men had no way of knowing each other. They were 300 years apart from each other. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it's just that, that, and that happens throughout scripture. And it's the way God points to us that it is divine, that it is inspired by the Holy Spirit 66 authors spanning 2,000 years of time. 
actually the um, the oldest book is they say somewhere about four thousand years old, and it, it just all points to Jesus. <laughs> it's so unbelievably miraculous how it all points to Jesus. And as a former Muslim, I just love because that's the first thing that all Muslims are told: the Bible's corrupted, the Bible's fake. And I was like, actually, it is the only book that you could prove is not fake. And there was no way to have, and by evidence of the fact that these were written from before and not written at the time um, that these men were alive because they didn't live at the same time. Right. As opposed to Muhammad, who was one point in time and they wrote a book after it was, it came approximately six of the written Quran is 600 years after Muhammad was on earth. But it's all about Muhammad's experiences and what Muhammad relayed, mm-hmm. as opposed to ours, which is 66 different authors spanning that centuries of time that didn't know each other that did not know each other different times and yet and yet all references correspond so i'm sorry for going on but i just wanted to encourage you believers to not only read the old testament but to just marvel at the amazing um correspondence between the passages of scripture Mm -hmm. and so the water um brings that to mind and um my example that i gave you from zechariah about the vine and the figs you always remind me of the um what i've never heard until uh, until jack pastor jack kibbs of calvary chapel Juno hills says that the the old testament is the um is the uh what's he called it now i forgot what it's called he calls it like the report uh, and the uh, New Testament is the confirmation of that. Of that foreshadow. Of, of that foreshadow. Yes. I, I've never heard it described that way, as you were saying. But, exactly. Um, it's, uh, you need both. Yes. Like, some well, people because some people only proves the other. It proves the existence. There you go. It proves the existence. But also that um, there, are, I guess, there are churches that only teach the New Testament. Yes. Or the red letters. Like, <laughs> that seems like, how, yeah, like, no, you got to do the whole thing. It, yeah. it, 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 there's an Old Testament, New Testament, and they were... The magnificence of it is when it's one piece. Yes. Hmm. So interesting. We got a lot of people watching. Uh, let's see. We got Kate. There we are. Yes, Hi, Kate. we are here. And uh, Carrie New says... Hi, Carrie. Greetings. And she's laughing. <laughs> and Hi, Iris. Iris is here. Hello, everyone. And Carrie News has a question. And no, it's oh. her answer to oh, our quite... question of the day. I... I, I She's, she's she very good at that. She sees God everywhere in nature, the stars, people, and in my heart. Interesting. I love that. And then Gary says, The scripture is a bit like puzzle pieces when fit together for a deeper understanding. Yes. And it would be hard to do that, to fit those puzzles, to have, I mean, when you, again, uh, with this puzzle um, analogy that we had uh, some days ago, yeah. is that the only time I remember putting a puzzle together is when I had nothing else to do. It was for rainy days and I was bored to tears and it was, you know, you, you had to be focused and you had to be in it in, in the moment to put those puzzle pieces together. Unlike the Bible, which is puzzle pieces that you look forward to putting those little pieces together and you desire to do it all the time. Like it's a, it's a puzzle that you, you love doing. You don't have to wait for a rainy day. Um, to get into it. You can do it every second of every day um, through either actually reading the Bible or study or listening to sermons. They all will help you uh, in your quest to, to finish the puzzle, which you'll never finish. And I like the way Spurgeon describes as when we're in the world, we thirst for earthly things where we're mm-hmm. constantly like, we don't have enough. We don't have enough time. We don't have enough money. We don't have enough pleasure. We constantly like this yearning you remember that feeling that Mm -hmm. yearning that you have and he says and then you come to christ and he fills you with yearning for him it's so true because i just i don't know i'm very i feel very blessed that i don't i don't sit around thinking oh i wish i had x y or z it's uh, other than maybe more sleep (laughs) 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 other than that there are no earthly wants you know it's just kind of of course we live um a very blessed life but it's not um it's just about how can i draw closer to jesus what is he expecting of me am i living up to those expectations am i fulfilling my purpose what's my calling what are my gifts it's just how can i draw uh closer to him and that hands down 
is the most wonderful gift of all. That that mm. satisfaction that he gives to the spirit and to the soul is priceless. Yeah. It is a, there's such a different way of living. Right? Then because you've been there where yeah. you're like, I need to do X more. I need this. I need to possess this thing. I need to, I need to get business. this thing. Yeah. I need more <laughs> money in my pocket or I need more of this to get there. And, you know, and then, and you were married a lot. So was I. I mean, Twice. I was, I was in a committed relationship, not married, but, um, <laughs> but in those periods when you're not, you're kind of like, oh, I need a partner. Oh, and then you go out and you're like, oh, I need to find someone. Oh no, not this person. I need to get out of this relationship. You're constantly jumping. Yeah. You're either jumping to get in or jumping to get out. You know, <laughs> it's just like, there's this, there's just this never ending, uh, hamster wheel of stuff that you're just trying to get in a, into or out of. Right. You know, and, and just the God just erases that, you know. This is interesting that today both of us got visited by our past. Ah, you, you brought my past to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but it was just there. I mean, yeah. you know, our past got brought to us and we, had, we got to visit with it. And you didn't know anything about this particular incident. I had so many incidents. I mean, I, so they do you, about me. you think I tell a lot of stories? <laughs> I have stories I've not told you. About me? No, no, no! About what my the phone call I got. Oh, today. oh, oh! That was a nut. That yeah. was nutty. <laughs> yeah, that but, was totally. Nutty. Oh, that's nothing. I got a lot more of those. Um, but um, what? 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 Are what they women? No, it's, it's just well, some are women. I mean, because I've had employees that are women that are just crazy. Oh. You have crazy people that work for. I thought like, you meant love interest coming back. <laughs> no, I'm that, being. I'm this being jealous. Possessive wife. <laughs> No, let me get to my point. Yes, okay. is that we're visited by our past, and now it just makes us laugh because we 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 realize I think a couple things. Number one, those people are crazy. Number two, <laughs> we were probably crazy at the time oh, because we sure. involved ourselves in these things, and we somehow we attracted the crazy. Yeah. Not that we're not crazy, but now, but you know what I mean. We attracted the crazy. Yeah, hopefully a good and, and and part of that is because God was not present in our lives. And we, um, you know, spend so much time chasing something that we, we, it's just like, you know, any time in the Bible where there was debauchery, it was based on them chasing, chasing something else other than God, whether it was, um, you know, uh, celebrity or money or um, power, sex. I can say that, right? On the, on the devotional? Yeah. <laughs> whatever it was, right? You just look at whatever it was and that's why you got into that situation. Yes. And I could, I could look at each one of those things and say, oh, you know, I'd love to blame them for everything, but no. I would not have been able to put myself in that position if I was not chasing something. X. Right. It may not have been the same thing that person was chasing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I was chasing something that got me in that situation with that person. <sighs> yeah. I'll, I'll never forget that because my therapist even said that to me. She's like, um, have you ever thought about why this situation is repeating for you? And I was like, oh. So you mean it's me? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not me. <laughs> and it's and it's very difficult now, actually, when I have discernment and wisdom from experience, when I hear, uh, especially women, talk to me about broken relationships, and I hear the patterns, you know, and I'm like, oh, and they're like, and then this person did this, and that person did that, and I'm like, you don't realize you are doing this to yourself. You know what I mean? And they're just absolutely living in that washing machine and thinking it's somebody else doing it to them, even mm -hmm. though they're voluntarily sticking themselves into that washing machine. It's a very, um, it's a very, it's a different life. It's a different life. Hmm. I also want to bring up, unless you want to do something else you want to bring on that point. No, I'm just deep in thought with this, this, this whole discussion is pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that Spurgeon mentions is that wherever uh, you go, the believer goes, he will find camaraderie. And he gave us those lovely examples of where you will go into a cave and find a friend. And, mm -hmm. and so that's another really cool uh, part of being a believer. That's, that's literally looking for clues from the Holy Spirit or Jesus every single day. Jesus, Holy Spirit, whoever you want to describe as the one that's leading or prompting. And so today I was working the snack shop 
<laughs> first experience for me. <laughs> and I just, I truly enjoyed myself. I was smiling with, I was interacting with these kids. What do you want? And they like, oh, they were agonizing over which piece of candy. And I was just like, come on. I'm like, go for the sour patch. And this one little kid, I was like, you're not going to like the sours. I know you're too young. Um, <laughs> go for the licorice. Go for the licorice. You know, it was just, and then sitting with the mom there and getting to know her, it was just, it was just wonderful. It was a wonderful new experience. And, and that's what I feel is another thing that comes from the contentment of God, because the old Hetty would have been like, okay, what on my face tells you I want to be here right now? Like absolutely nothing, nothing, you know? Uh, but the joy of the Lord gives you contentment in all circumstances. And you look for clues of being his hands and feet and what is he trying to show you in this experience and what does he want you to gain from this experience it's just an awesome adventure mm. and he's going to show you a great picture <laughs> of me at the snack shop <laughs> yes i'm going to find it here we are here is Hedia at the snack shack look at that <laughs> it's not really a shack it's a table, it's table. <laughs> let me bring it up a little bit larger there there she is back here in the background Yes, this is before we were allowed to sell. Yeah, that's the craziest thing, too, that they uh, they would not allow you to sell until seventh period was out. Yes. And so we lost it. I, I, we thought we'd lost a lot of sales, but a lot of those people Killed returned. Yes. yes. But there you are in front of all your candy, meeting with the mom sitting next to you. What's the mom's name next to you? Angelica. Angelica. Oh. <gasps> yeah. That was Angelica? Yes. Wow. We had a great time. What is... what? I'm telling you. It's crazy. <laughs> I did enjoy looking at you. I look, I just, I remember, I remember looking over at you and just going, did you ever think? <laughs> <laughs> Coming from Beverly Hills, Brentwood area, that you would be working a snack shack in Orange County selling candy to a bunch of little kids. Well, mind you, I also spent 22 plus years in government service and you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was a completely different life. So forget <laughs> just my childhood. It's just my my entire adult life was not like this either. <laughs> so funny. Uh, Angelica asked me, she's like, oh, so um, do you ever do you work during the day? Because we were talking about carting our kids around. And I was like, well, I'm supposed to be retired, but I actually manage three businesses and five kids. And she's like, oh, oh, that's a lot. And I was like, yeah, I just, I come up for air every now and then and be like, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Which, which Kate, Kate which one? The, the, this one or this son. one? Okay. Son. Kate says. My son Luke from San Diego is due to pop in and spend the night here before he goes off to a pastor's conference tomorrow. Oh. Here in Australia or here in San Diego? So may not sit out the whole session. He's stopping by at the shops to buy some water because my water purifier has gone on a strike. Got to be purified water or nothing. I'm thirsty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm thirsty too. We have no water here. I thought about that. Yeah. Like, That's great that he's going to a pastor's conference. Yeah. That's awesome. Carrie says, amen. Craving more of God. Kay says, look what happened to Sarah when she went looking to fill the barrenness in her life. We're still paying the price because she took the solution into her own hands instead of trusting God and his promise. Amen. That is so true. How much trouble have you gotten into trying to fill the barrenness in your life? <laughs> yeah, over the years, there's too, too many debacles. And Carrie's laughing at us. And Michael, Michael. says, good evening. Good Hello, evening, Michael. Michael. Great to see you. Uh, well, you want to read the rest with uh, Jim or uh, the scripture? Either one. All right, let's read Jim. Jim says, to this day, as in biblical times, water is more important to Israel than oil. Perhaps this is why the Old and the New Testaments are replete with passages using water as the symbol for yes. spiritual life and salvation. Jesus told the woman at the well, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Everyone who drinks this water from the, this well will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become will in him. will it, I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So beautiful. That's from John 4, 10, 13, and fourteen or thirteen to fourteen. A thousand years earlier, foreshadowing the coming Christ 
David wrote, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. And 700 years before Jesus, Isaiah prophesies, God will come to save you. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool, the thirsty ground bubbling springs. Father, thank you for your living water that has given me eternal life. Again, the many references, different spans of time about water. Yeah. Scripture. John 14, John 14, 4, 14. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Psalm 145, 40, they asked and he brought them quail. He fed them well with the bread of heaven. Hmm. Proverbs 18, 24, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Sage advice from Proverbs. That call I got earlier today was involving an unreliable friend. (laughs) (laughs) Soon comes to ruin. (laughs) And First uh, Corinthians fifteen twenty eight, when all things are subjected to Him, then the Son Himself will also be subjected to Him who put all things in subjection under Him, that God may be all in all. Hmm. Revelation twenty one six, and He said to me, "It is done. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts." Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. And Song of Songs 5.1. I have come into my garden, my sister, my bride. I've gathered my myrrh with my spice. I've eaten my honeycomb and my honey. I have drunk my wine and my milk. Eat, friends, and drink. Drink your fill of love. <laughs> now, it's funny. We, yesterday, we read um, the devotional for yesterday. We weren't on yesterday because where were yes. we? What are we doing? Kids. Wednesday, oh, kids. Wednesday yeah. nights are they have their Bible studies. Hectic. And you got tumbling. You, you have tumbling. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we read the devotional because it was like 10 o'clock, 1030 night. And um, we had this discussion about our life, our, our church. We do here our home church uh, and the importance of having food. You felt that God was telling you that you needed to have food. And. And we talked about this in the devotion about the, the Bible is full of references about food. And then, of course, last night's devotional. Food. Gave us the reason why food is the thing. It's the thing that brings people together. Yes. It was so awesome. I, I actually, well, um, did you did you feel the same way when I when I read that? That that's exactly it was kind of absolutely. Okay. It was kind of crazy. You're going back to oh, it's not in here. It's in oh, the, it's in the other devotion. Yes. A, a Charles Spurgeon, but yes, but it's the evening. Why did we do <laughs> So this is morning and evening. And so oh. we did, we bought the book that is just the morning with Jim Reinman's commentary because the English is a little easier. That's true. And I need easy English <laughs> or else we would all be in trouble. You'd be listening going, I have no idea what Andy's talking about. Is it him or is it my ears? Um, but back to the food thing. So um, is it, do you think, so here's my question. Mm. I did have a question. Do you think it's a, because like we were talking about in, in law enforcement, when we, we there would be a book of all the uh, different schools we could go to and we all had to go to school. Um, like a continuing education? School? Yeah, you always had okay. to go. Every year you had to go to school to do something. But when you asked for permission, you had to be able to explain why you needed to go to that school. So it had to be relevant. Yeah. Ish. Or you had to have, or you had a good sergeant who would, you know, send you just about anywhere. But of course, most people, because there'd be like a, a school in Fountain Valley or Fontana or, uh, you know, some godforsaken place. And then there'd be one in Las Vegas, another godforsaken place, but a, a lot more fun. And uh, and so, you'd, of course, cops would always want to pick the one in Las Vegas or um, another one. Another good one was Santa Barbara. And so we try to find the, a good school that's happening in those places. And so the attraction wasn't the school. It was where it was and where we stayed at embassy suites where at five o'clock they had happy hour of free beer. You could drink as much beer as you could in two hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nelly. So important. <laughs> so now to my question, yeah. I think I'm going to get to it this time is the idea that the food is what brings people to the party. 
or it's it's interesting because i think for christians you're that's some kind of a heresy <laughs> i you know oh my god it must be for the bible but here's my here's my thoughts on that okay uh i use i am culturally a middle eastern person mm. it is my culture to share life love and joy through food like that's how my parents always did it that's what culturally I grew up with. And as an adult, that's what I experienced. Even traveling all over the world to Muslim countries, that's what we did. It, whether it was sitting with a minister of intelligence or it was with the common people, it was always around food. And pastor- <laughs> The common people. The com meaning, like it wasn't, it wasn't a political meeting. Oh. Meaning it was a common, meaning everyday Civilians. people. Civilians. Yeah. Everyday people. <laughs> not, not as in commoners, but meaning just everyday people. Then we have the reference of, so that's culturally my experience. Then Pastor Jack explains as he visits um, the Middle East and especially in Israel, he says, you can't go and not eat. He says that, you know, mm -hmm. not only does it insult the host, but that's how they show their appreciation for their guests. The examples in the Bible are so many about food. And even when, when Jesus comes back after the resurrection, he tells them, go grab some fish and bread. We're going to eat. And, and the Last Supper, the meal he gave them and told them about the bread and the sacrifice and, and gave them the rules of communion. And everything he said to them of like utmost intimacy was done around a table. So with all of those things, I just think there's something beautiful about sharing good food together. I love it. So... Yeah, so though it may not be a an American Christian tradition, I know for sure, though I haven't had a chance to visit from what other people say, it is definitely a Middle Eastern Christian tradition because that's a Middle Eastern cultural thing. And I'm just bringing a little bit of me into Orange County, into Orange County <laughs> and into us, you know, it makes total sense. So just so a reminder, that makes sense to anybody. But for those of you that joined us later, our, our card for today ask the question, can you see God? Right in the comments. Um, I like Carrie's answer. Because... Me too. It's much better than the answer they have on this card. Yeah, I don't like the answer <laughs> on the card at all. And I mean, I think through scripture, I just went through that whole explanation on why it's so it's so obvious it's God breathed because it's it, nobody can do this. Hmm. It's a miracle in and of itself. You see God by just reading the scripture. Yep. Because no human could is capable of that. Chances. <laughs> Jan says, hi there, I'm late again. We'll catch the payback. Love your food, Eddie, on Andy's chicken. <laughs> Delicious. Betray your chicken. And Carrie says, my gram always loved feeding people. Oh, that's sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a it's an old school tradition. I would say it's, it's a Mexican lost. tradition too. For sure it is. Yeah, because whenever I mean the women. You know, this is sound bad based on what people think today, but the women would spend from the time that I would go to my aunt's house with all my cousins, they, they, they'd already been in the kitchen, you know, for three hours. And like we'd get there like around 11 o'clock in the morning and they'd already been in there probably from the night before, went to bed for a little while and we're still in the kitchen and would almost Same be in the kitchen the entire time. And they'd been there chatting and having a good time and laughing and um, and. And then the food would be served and they would serve us all. Like it would, and we'd sit and they'd bring us all of our food. But that, but that would, but everybody was just like, it, there was no question about it. There was, this is, we knew that was happening and they loved it. Uh, my aunt and my, um, my cousins who were all in there and then whoever else, you know, helped Well, them. a lot of the, in the older tradition too, is it was how you showed love, mm. you know? So, yeah. Pretty good. Kate says, we just throw another shrimp on the Barbie when people meet and crack open the beer. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. but for the most part, that's what happens. I think also uh, I was listening to um, a preacher that was describing. Uh, so he was talking about the breakdown of the nuclear family and of marriages in the Christian community and was citing research of American statistics of how much less people eat meals together. So they were saying, you know, it used to be 61% of couples had the primary meal together, which probably in American culture would have been dinner. In the Middle East, it's lunch. 
Um, and then by, and this was 1980, and by 2020, that had gone down to 40%. And he's like, I can't even imagine, and this is 20 years later, what it is now. So there is a, also a correlation in like sociological research that the family breaks down when you don't eat together as well. Because that's the time when you interact, that's the time when you bond, you, you know what I mean? That there's a sense of camaraderie, love, affection. I mean, Zara said to me on Tuesday, is it, are we having family dinner tonight or do I need to pick up food? <laughs> so difficult right now because they're all doing so many different things. We have to make the time. Yeah, we have to make it happen. So um, I'll answer this question. Can you see God? And I, I too, like it was Carrie's answer, right? Yes. Um, and I think that's another thing that's happened since um, I saw Jesus in Utah. In Utah, is that, and, and I think maybe even Jack has taught that too. I'm sure there's other pastors, probably Mark too, that um, you see God in everything. You see God in your children. You see God in your spouse and in your marriage, and um, and just outside when you're. I mean, even at this little lake that we have, it's a man-made lake, but you see the birds. I, I see the birds. And the, from the I'm past. really bad at the and, whole and nature the thing. I really am, folks. Pray for me. I saw this huge white crane outside. Have you seen that white crane? No. That's, uh, I wouldn't even across. notice unless he came and pecked me on the head. What, about the, cri- what about the cricket poop? The cricket poop. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a gigantic mound. So bad we thought we had termites. <laughs> but no, there's a beautiful white crane that's outside. And I just stood out there and watched it for a good 10 minutes. In our backyard? No, in the front yard. It was right walking right there down the sidewalk. In front of Jim's house, just walk in. It's like <laughs> I did not see that. Oh. A big long beak, white, pure white. Wow. Yeah. On our i uh, our Apple TV, I was looking at the yesterday. I was looking the at those jellyfish. jellyfish. How could you not believe in God when you see all these different a white crane walking in our front yard to the the, the jellyfish that are in the ocean? to our children and watching them be birthed and not believe that there's a God. None of this, the the impossibility of it coming from one source of a a blob to create all these separate different things is, it's lunacy to not believe in God. I don't know how else to put it. It's crazy. And they came up with that theory before they saw, had microscopes that saw chromosomal DNA, so. It doesn't even make sense now. Once you look at DNA, the cell structure of DNA and the latter, it just it just doesn't make any sense anymore. So yes, I can see God. I saw God on Apple TV. The jellyfish. Yes. It was a screensaver that comes up, and it's the it's a video of the jellyfish that are those of you that have that have an Apple TV know what I'm talking about. What about you? Can you see God? Can you? Like I said, I see I see it in scripture. I definitely see it in the children. I just see it in the miraculousness of my life. Like I, I saw God today just in the in the well of joy that he gives me. Hmm. Not a big nature person. I, mean, I don't know. I just never, never, yeah, never. We'll get you out in nature a little bit more. Sean. Yeah, I know. It's a little, but I'm a cerebral person. Hmm. So it's just kind of, it's the experience. It's just the experience of walking um, with God. And I'm having this interesting experience because the other day I got a little frustrated. I was having a bad day, you know, and so I said, oh, God, I, I need to be a benefit to somebody, you know, please use me, allow me to be a blessing to somebody today. And so I went out to Walmart and this guy had a sign that said um, he needed leg surgery. Mm. And um, so I went up to him and he had a big cross on his neck. And I said, oh, you're a Christian. And, I, and he said, yes, in an accent. And I said, where are you from? And I said, do you speak English? And he said, yeah, little. And I said, where are you from? He said, Romanian. Yeah. So we just got to chatting a little. I don't know how good his English was, but Mm. I was just, I was fascinated by the fact that literally every homeless person that I've spoken to since I've lived in Orange County was a Christian, which is heartbreaking for one. But whenever I ask to be a blessing to someone, the Lord puts one of his children in front of me. Mm. So that was significant to me. I was like, Lord, you are, because our generosity goes first to the family of believers, you know? And so it's just, it's just fascinating to me that it's always, it's up to now been a believer. I see God 
in you when you see these homeless people and and have such a different outlook than I do. <laughs> well, see, but that's <laughs> but that's God. yes, I I mean, want like I'm having a full-on conversation. You know, I I'm fascinated I see by it this so story. instantly in nature and you see it so instantly in homeless people. Interesting, Wow, I have the opposite. isn't I can it? it's hard for me to see it in the homeless. Yeah, God's just I know. I know I'm a horrible person. Everybody's right there. Well, Andy's a horrible person. But I I just no people think it's weird that I can't see it in nature. Everybody sees it in nature. To me, it's just like irritating bugs. <laughs> <laughs> and even like people are like, oh my God, what a cute doggy. I'm like, oh, please don't lick me. Uh, just please don't lick me. <laughs> I'll tell you how horrible I am. I'm just going to share because these are the thoughts that I'm listening to. And the, the first thought is when he said he needs leg surgery. I said, did you show you that his leg was hurt? He had this huge scar that went from his knee to his foot. So he had surgery. Why does he need another surgery? Oh my goodness. <laughs> See? That, 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 that just... Did he hurt it coming across the walking across the border? But maybe it wasn't fixed with the one surgery Yeah. he had. All right. Because he had a cheap one in Romania. But I'm, I'm sure if I was there, kind of like with Courtney, who's out there on Yeah. uh, Imperial Highway in uh, La Palma, I saw her there the other day. Um, again. Yeah. And my heart kind of hurt as I was driving by her. So I have the feelings. It is possible for me to have it. But it's just like, it seems to be right now one person. Um, but um, yeah, but I see that in you. I, I, I mean, that's where it kind of just shows me that, wow, I want, I, I want that. <laughs> I want, well, I want to feel I that see way. it in you also when you when you are just uh, what is the word you're you just love birds, you know, you see, oh, my God, look at that. I don't know, a bluebird or something out here. You're like, it's a red tailed sparrow. You get so happy. And I'm like, oh, my God, that is so cute. Or a tail hawk. Yeah, that would be cute, too. <laughs> Yeah. One other place I, I, I hear God is in when the children are laughing and having fun, even if they're in, they're doing something they shouldn't be doing. I, I do love their, their laugh. It, it, I don't know what it is. It's almost like uh, for some people that people love hearing uh, wind chimes or classical music or what have you. I, I love, I love it when the kids laugh. It just, ugh. when they're in the car laughing, there's nothing better. Oh, I'm going to get to some of our comments too. Yeah. So Kate's talking about food and having a meal together. Maybe Christmas, if it's convenient, everyone is so busy and in survival mode. It's a shame, isn't it? And Jan French, everything came from nothing, right? Right. <laughs> and Carrie's <laughs> telling me to contemplate the butterfly. right. That's always a good one to go to. What? Because <laughs> it's a, it's a caterpillar. And it And goes then, into a cocoon. and then it then it transforms into a beautiful butterfly through uh, os uh, not osmosis, is it osmosis? No, Maybe no, that's water. it's water. <laughs> Metamorphosis? Metamorphosis. I know there was a physicist in there somewhere. Metamorphosis of the 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 the, the caterpillar to the cocoon to the the, the beautiful butterfly. That's it, it, it's incredible. Well, It could I'm not not have saying, come from the same source. I know for a fact, It would be created. that These things are created with a... I absolutely accept that they're all from God's divine order, but it doesn't immediately spark in me, wow, God, though it should. I'm, I'm Yes. not, you know, Wow. uh, Jan saw Courtney last week. Mm, yeah. And Kate's saying, I agree with you, Eddie. I do too. Many times they minister to me too. Hmm. Kate, you guys are amazing. Law, law enforcement hardened me a little bit. Um, I mean, I, I can say there were a couple of people. I talked about this woman that was, I was talking, I sat down and I sat down with the homeless people all the time. It's not that I don't care about them, but I would often ask them, you know, you know, do you want me to take you someplace where you can get at least two nights? Like sometimes you get a little ticket for a motel back in the day and they would say, no, why would I want to do that? Like they didn't want to go to the motel. They didn't want to be taken anywhere. They liked being out where they were and getting handouts. Well, but see, the thing is, is that it, for me, it's different. And you have that experience of Courtney. For me, it's different where I plead to God in a moment, just use me. You know what I mean? I just, I need to feel your presence in a tangible way. I want to be a blessing. I want to be a blessing to somebody you want me to bless. And so he goes, bing, and he's choosing his kids.
he's choosing his sons and daughters, which is another fascinating element of it. But when he says to me that one, then I'm like curious. Mm. It's very different than your experience in law enforcement. Those were people you went up to as part of your job. But if the Lord says, I need you to go like the person you bypassed in church. If the Lord says, I want you to bless that person, then you're curious. Why does the Lord want to bless this person? And then you're curious, what's that story? What's your story? Mm. Why is the Lord looking down on you right now? And he played, he was playing one of those, what are those things called? Is it an accordion? It's got buttons and then mm -hmm. it opens and closes so beautifully. It was mesmerizing. I mean, people were stopped all over Walmart listening to him. And then he just kind of just had this smile. It was a young guy with this ginormous scar on his leg. Um, and I don't know, it was just, he just had this, this beautiful presence. And I thought to, and I, if he spoke English better, I would have asked more questions because I was curious, how did he get to Romania from, how did he get from Romania here? And what was the story? But it's, it's, it's just a different experience when you feel that it's a prompting of the Holy Spirit to go and do something, then you're wondering, yeah. what's the why? What is God trying to tell me in this moment? And in that moment, for me, I'm, I'm face to face with something with God's plan on the earth, even if it's a minuscule part of his plan. I think there's something working because I used to walk by a homeless person, not even really think about it at all. But now I think almost every homeless person, there's something that I, I think do I sometimes I'll reach I'll fill my pockets to see if I have anything in my pockets. See, so that, never I mean, did so that, that before. No. <laughs> but I, I'm also reminded, and I, I'm not sure it might have been a comment that one of our watchers, our watchers, our listeners, um had about where they or was it you that stopped at a car and the windows were rolled up or something like that and said, talk to that person, and the person said, What do you want? or something like that. <laughs> it was in our Bible study. Oh, Bible study. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just rolled the window back up. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> and after they gave her the money, the 40 yeah. bucks. Yeah. And then it was about, it wasn't about, at least based on what we discovered in that meeting, but it wasn't about that person. It was about how did you, how did that person, obedience. the giver, yeah. the, the Christian, uh, did the Christian uh, obey what God was having them do, regardless of what the outcome was going to be? Right. And I think, but that's how it's different for everybody because God, I don't think is worried about whether I'll do it. He's showing me something mm -hmm. in, in my experiences mm -hmm. for the most part. They're usually, especially um, these days, it's about something he just wants me um, to do and experience in that moment. Hmm. I can remember that. Yeah. And for you, maybe completely different. I'll start carrying some change with me. All right. Okay. okay so some of our friends here. Yeah. Oh, yes. Carrie's trying to explain the butterfly that it emerges as a different creature. <laughs> it dies, then emerges as a different creature. Yes. That's amazing. And Kate says she feels God when her heart immediately goes to God when she hears the birds singing on the patio. It touches me. Yes. Oh, no. I've become the bird lady. <laughs> yeah. Right? Better than the cat lady. And Jan French says, I see God at the beach. Yes. Me too. Thinking of all the creatures that live in the ocean, I feel him in the breeze and breathe him in, in the ocean air. Amen. Yeah, that's another thing. How could you not see that? That there's a there's an infinite amount of water too on this planet. Yeah, and, and he made it so that it it just circulates and gets refreshed and salt water we can't drink, but yet it turns into clouds and then comes down as fresh water and then runs in our ocean. I mean, it is one of the most amazing systems. It's not like there's no more the water is not being Created, recreated. Ah, oh, that's interesting. It's just, it's the water we have is the water we have. It just keeps getting used. We use it and then we get rid of it and then it goes back around again. You mean so there's no original water coming down? No. It's all water that's on there. The water that comes out of the sky is water that was on the earth. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought they came from clouds. <laughs> <laughs> I was asleep in that part of. Uh... Evap Science class. You've heard of evaporation. I have, but like I didn't it. know that's the only source. Of yes. Water. I've heard of evaporation and condensation. Yes, that's all it's water that exists. There's no more water other than what we have. That's amazing. It is crazy. It is crazy. And then you go to the idea that the sun has to be where it's at. The earth has to be where it's at. The moon has to be. All of it has to be perfect or else we would crash and burn. There's no other place for any of these planets or the, the sun or anything else. And the rotation has to, has to be the, the speed that it is. 
Glory be to God. It's so crazy that people say, there's no God. <laughs> they didn't, I didn't mean to make it fun of them. I'm so sorry. But they did. Uh, anything else, my love? No. Want to pull another card out? No, I don't <laughs> like these cards. I don't. <laughs> I really, I mean, I thought they were pretty good until that last, that first card we pulled out. Well, the second one wasn't much. Mine was, the answer was bad. <laughs> Their answer was like, no, you can't see God. <laughs> They're Christian cards, folks. Uh, you keep pulling that. <laughs> How is it possible? Will you please don't make us do another one. No, I just want to see. I'll save it for the next one, though, if it's a good one. Five days of constant rain and grace. What is the atonement? Can't see the answer. <laughs> don't Google it. I don't know if I'd even believe there are answer. Uh, five <laughs> days of constant rain, Kate says, and gray skies, longing to see blue skies, overdose of water, and flooding here. That's yeah. another miracle, right? That different weather patterns in different parts yeah. of the world. Yeah, we, uh, of course, we had ours uh, there in Florida. That was devastating. You see what's happening? Now, there's like whole communities that are just gone. They don't think they'll ever, well, <sighs> at some point, they'll probably rebuild, but just completely took out some communities. All right, my love, do you want to tell them about the Edify app? Yes, we are part of, part of the Edify Christian Podcast Network. And if you go on there, subscribe to the Living Fearless devotional, it'll be a, truly a blessing to us. We really appreciate it. Again, that's edify.app. So it's the Edify app, E-D-I-F-I.app. And please like, subscribe, share, whatever social media um, that you're watching us on, that would also be amazing. It would help um, boost the content so that other people can see it, hopefully, and enjoy it. Yes, for sure. All right, my friends. We God love bless. you. God bless. Good night. Take care. Bye.